Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Back to live action, fellas. Live action. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Moretzi, throwing it down to Raging Redhead, Cam Astor. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Moretzi? It sounds like you got a busy day. I hear voices in the pit. It's not Thanksgiving yet, brother. It's Work actually uh, it's actually pretty quiet uh, in the pit uh, right now, all things considering. It's a pretty beaten down uh, pit. Corey Parson uh, looks like uh, he hasn't <laughs> slept in about uh, six days. Uh, Ventra... Uh, I don't think Venture's used to being here this late. Uh, Venture's going to start snapping soon. <laughs> oh, boy, Venture. Um, you know, the noise you hear, actually, there's, yeah, it's with the Thanksgiving taping and stuff going on. Um, you know, there's there's all kinds of all kinds of stuff going on in the studio here right now. Like uh, like Sussman. Sussman and Frank are in there right now. Corey and uh, Venture are hanging around waiting to tape something. And uh, our boy Yang is uh, in the house. Yang. Yep. Gramps holding down the fort. Yeah, what up? What up, G? What up, Gramps? Hopefully Gramps, like, plays some modern music. You've been, you know, the guy's been kicking it Lawrence Welk style recently. <laughs> Lawrence Welk. I'm curious to see what the playlist is uh, today, actually. <laughs> so we got a busy show today. Yeah. Uh, Lou Gamble is going to join us. Uh, Lou's going to step up in it as he does every Wednesday at uh, 5 o'clock. And then at uh, 6 o'clock, we're switching gears. So we go from radio, uh, from 4 to 6, we're here. And it'll still be on the radio from 6 to 7. But then uh, YouTube joins us, and it turns into a sports rage against the machine. And um, Cam Stewart will be part of uh, sports rage against the machine this week. First time, buddy. Yeah, those picks, uh, some tough games uh, that you sent. Remember, you're going the against board. the computer. You got to bring some. Uh, yeah. You got. You better bring some. Uh, some. Some facts here. Some. Some numbers. Some analytics. Yeah. You don't sound too confident. <laughs> the computer sounds pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, but Mark Lawrence and uh, Jamie Heath are going to be joining us. I can just see it now. We're going to throw. I'll throw it to you last. You're gonna be like, you guys all made good points. I agree. Uh, I, I like the Titans. Um, so, and I'm being informed, no Jamie Heath. So it's just uh, so it's oh. uh, it's Cam and Mark Lawrence. Correct. All right. So uh, Cam Stewart and Mark Lawrence on um, on uh, Sports Rage Against the Machine. That's at six o'clock, and uh, we won't keep Mark for the whole hour because you know Mark's got like. You know, turkey dinners and you know he, he's got all kinds of stuff going on so we won't keep him all night but uh, we'll break through we go through five nfl football games and uh then once mark leaves us uh well, i don't know we can give a dfs lineup or two we can give our best bets or whatever we have to do 
Sounds good, buddy. Sounds good. Busy night, too. Uh, the thing is, the, the lead up to it, that's a, there's a huge NBA slate tonight and a huge hockey slate tonight, Morency, so let's get it done. Yeah, there's a lot of games, but is it a huge night? You know what I mean? There's, there's games. Uh, we there's, bet on them, so yeah. yeah. I'd like to win some money going into Thanksgiving, I could tell you that. Like, the Oilers were good to me last night. Like, we got to, it's what we talk about, building bankroll, because you know we're going to be going bananas tomorrow. You're going to be going to the sports book. I'm going to be betting on everything, too. That's what Thanksgiving is, man. It's a betting day. A huge betting day. Is it every day a betting day? Yeah, but this one, uh, you know, it's like, nice to have an NFL game at 12.30, though. Get, gets the whole day started. Perfect. The other, um, yeah, so people just lose money. They yeah. bet, they bet or, on games. Or win. They bet or on games. They bet on games they wouldn't bet on normally. Yeah, true, true, true. I always you hear betters, betters, betters always say the same thing. Like, uh, and I, I, I'm guilty of it too. I always say it. Like, really need this one. <laughs> yeah, need this one. <laughs> gotta get it. Gotta, gotta get this one. Like, I've heard you it. say that like 18 million times. Really needed that parlay last night too. Right? Like, <laughs> like, I've never heard. Of, well, I didn't really need it. We lost. You know, it's kind of it is what it is. Like everyone, like I, I, I do it all the time. Really need this bet. No, this, this is a big one. We need this yeah. one. We need them all, but sometimes you need it a little bit more. So tonight you got the NBA. Um, you know, ton of games in the in the NBA tonight. But uh, where where are the spots? It's all about the spots. So we're looking. Uh, we got uh, we got Indiana at Charlotte. So, and we talked about this a little bit. Charlotte reportedly are the ones that are, um, they're the ones that are anxiously awaiting the breakup. You know, like the people wait the way wait the breakup. Yeah, uh, office breakup. Yeah, yeah office, they're lingering. Yeah. Well, even though I don't do that, I don't want somebody else's. You know, whatever. Oh, but I, I agree. I've never waited out a breakup before. Me neither. I, what kind of people do that? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do. I don't want to be with any chick that I know any dude she's ever been with. That's my policy. <laughs> You've never dated a, a chick that a buddy's dated? Never. No, no. Never. No. Never. No. Not once? No. You know what? I did, but I did it before my buddy did. That's his problem, not mine. <laughs> if I dated her in grade 10 and he, and he dated her in, uh, you know, like college or whatever afterwards, that's not my problem. I was first. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Are you, were you still buddies with the guy after? Oh, yeah, definitely. Kinda, oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah, we're buddies all yeah, that big time. Are you still yeah, buddies with the chick? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. She got invited me, actually, to a, to a party uh, last weekend, yeah. Well, you're a pretty friendly yeah. dude. Yeah. Well, what do I do? You know, it's you funny, too, because break up, I, think of work with everybody. I think of myself as being a friendly dude, but I'm really not. <laughs> I'm really not, and... No, you are. You are actually a no, good but guy. I, no, I, you, I, but I, you're I, very impatient. You're impatient. No, no, I'm a good guy, but... I cut things off. Once once it's off, it's off. Yeah. You know, you're done. You know what I mean? You don't get the privileges. You, you don't get the privileges. And um, I had an incident earlier. My boy Venture heard uh, me dealing with Expedia and uh, an airline situation earlier in the day. Not good? No, it was very, very, very frustrating. Listen, I don't have a problem with outsourcing, and I'm not one of these guys, hey, you know, you got to speak English, God damn it, and whatnot. But yeah. it's a problem when you're dealing with an airline situation and a, and, and a flight, and quite frankly, the dude doesn't know what you're talking about. Like, I basically explained my situation to him, and he told me, so are you having a good day? And I'm like, no, I'm not having a no, good day. I just I'm told a you. Day. And like, basically, like, after 10 minutes, I realized, I was like, this guy doesn't know what I'm talking about. And I told him, I said, I don't want to be rude here, but can you, you know, I need to speak to somebody else. Uh, you know, and <laughs> listen, dude, 
I did a morning show today. Uh, after the morning show, we did uh, we did a uh, radio hit on the syndicated radio with yep. the networks that we're on. And right after that, I did uh, ESPN Radio. And, Busy. Yeah, and I just wanted to uh, – I didn't get a chance to eat lunch. So I just wanted to eat lunch before I did the FanDuel videos. And I got to be on the phone with some dude from some – I don't know where the hell they are. You know, for like 45 minutes as they, they figure out how to uh, type my name into a computer. Yeah, frustration. Just get me get me the damn airport. Uh, Let's take care of this yeah, business. I don't want to name you. a company. I don't want to name a company or anything. Expedia. But um, <laughs> I was going to say, why should I name, not, not name the company? But you know what it is? I like Expedia. And, I've, you know, I even get bonus points, and I've used Expedia a lot. I travel a lot, so I've used them a lot. I don't use them exclusively, but I've used them a lot over the years. Never really had a problem, but we've talked about it, Cam. Remember, like, in the old days, we used to like that uh, the TD Bank commercial with the old two grumpy guys? Yeah. The comfy chair. Yeah, they're not around anymore. I don't know. Probably no, died. they're not. Probably died. Uh, they're they're probably no, died. They also one of them died. Also, yeah. Well, really, really. I was going to say. No, I don't know that not, for a fact, but I'm assuming. No, not cool enough anymore. I don't know what's going on now. It's yeah. Now they're no. But you know what the problem like, was? Slick. Yes. I used to be a member of TD. Um, they became too successful. Yeah, they like did. Like the ad campaign worked too much, and then you go into their banks, and suddenly the bank sucks because there's like 80 million people in line at the bank because the TV commercials worked. You know, that's that's the case with Expedia, where like they're very they're good, they're successful, but they've reached the uh, the brink now where they're too big, and you know I don't know like before they used to understand what you're saying when you called them. Like now, like it's it's barely like you know it's it's barely barely audible. And uh, I've had problems with Expedia over the last, like, six months or so. They, You know, I don't know, dude. I'm convinced they screwed me for $383. They claim they didn't, but I, I think they did. So I brought that up. I got real pissed off. Like, I had a snap job, like, last night or two nights ago on the phone. I, got, I had airline credit cap. I had to cancel a flight uh, last month, so I canceled yep. the flight. <coughs> I bought insurance, okay? I never buy yes. insurance. I never bought for. insurance in my life. Yep. Insurance is a scam, all right? Insurance companies are just going to rip you off anyways. They're never going to cover your ass. So I buy the travel insurance, specifically because I was kind of shaky on my flight. And it says, pay the $16 insurance, and it covers any flight cancellations or any anything. It's basically, you know what I mean? You're insuring it. So I insure this flight. I cancel the flight whatever man I, I was like uh, pleasantly surprised i'm like oh good thing i had the insurance for an extra 16 bucks i had 144 dollars credit evidently porter airlines not even expedia i freaking porter so a porter airlines they charge you a hundred dollar reissue fee so my 144 dollar credit cam was really 44 dollars that's a that's a scam yeah that's, that's but i paid that's insurance a- Yes, exactly. So I said, what's the insurance for? Like, if I didn't pay the insurance, like, what, like, so essentially, like, I basically, I'm getting $44 back. That's a crime. The only reason I canceled the flight so willy-nilly is because I thought I had insurance. So then they tell me, well, you need to contact the insurance company. I'm like, you are the insurance company. I bought the insurance on your website from you. But they're passing the buck off to another company. So, um, yeah, it turned into a real brouhaha. 
And uh, I really told them to go F themselves. I sent them, like, one of the angriest emails I've ever sent. Nice. Oh, and I've seen some emails. Yeah, yeah. Real angry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Foaming. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, I went... I went off over the top about how I'm going yeah. to use my large social media platform. <laughs> to destroy you. Yeah, to discuss how disappointed I am with your company. And I went off. Get bent. I'm going to destroy you. Yeah, get bent. So, yeah, I went, I went off. Um, I went off, and I told him. I was, like, basically over my dead body will I ever use it. I know Expedia owned, like, a million of these companies, bro. Like, they own, like, Travelocity and, like, they own them all. Yep. It's a scam. Like so, they have other ads on. Like they, I think they own Captain Obvious. They own all of them, bro. Like so, basically, I stated, I know you own all these companies. I copy and pasted all the companies. I said, I know you own all these companies. I said, I hate you all. <laughs> like I said, I will never go to any one of these people again. And lo and behold, being a big hypocrite, I am. I ended up like going with them like two hours later because I didn't have a choice. What yep. was I going to do? Let them keep my forty-four dollars? Only game in town. Like I know, I was screwed. I was like, I, I was like, screw them. I was like, I'll just buy the ticket directly from the airlines. But the airline tickets are more expensive than what Expedia had. And I was like, man, now I'm just, like, really getting screwed. Like, it's it's insulting. But I can't – I'm not going to let them keep the $44 difference no, when I have to buy can. the damn ticket anyways. Exactly. So I had to call them back, and I was like, all right, listen, just book the damn flight. I got my stupid $44 rebate. But for the record, Expedia travel insurance is a scam. Don't buy it. It's, uh, you're it's, right about though. You're right about the bank though. It's, it's, it's a really a, good point you bring up. When it's a when scam. TD when TD was uh, Canada Trust and they were brown instead of green, there was like you know when Johnny Cash was their uh, corporate uh, symbol. Oh, remember they? It, used was, to have... it, it, uh, it was the best bank ever. They treated seniors and uh, people like gold. You'd walk in there, they give you the best rates in town. Nobody used it. You said it. That's a great point. Remember you bring the, up. Now, uh, the now they're huge. Remember they're even huge the Blue Jays now. TD Bank TD Bank seat. They used to have that nice green seat, right? The leather yeah, seat. Right down over near chair. the dugout, good Correct. seats. Now they put you up in, in the cheap seats. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand that. Like, how? Why do they? You know why? It's like, why do you move? Like, you like the, you had like two stupid leather chairs. All right, and they were green, and you got big they publicity were. out because it was green. And it was a little TD zone. Basically, they used to pluck two fans out of the stadium with a Blue Jays game. And they basically like they you know crap they take two people in crappy seats and you get the old TD upgrade, and there were great seats and they're in this leather couches type chairs, and you know you get free food and booze when you're down there and I think TD gives you like five hundred bucks whatever you you play like a game and you might win big money with from TD Bank, and it used to be cool, now they it's like you're uh, you're 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 in the last row cam like you're in the last row behind home plate and they're like welcome to the TD zone. It's like, listen, jackass, I was better off in my original seat. Like, I don't even understand, like, why you would want to move seats now, the TV seat's so bad. <laughs> I'm with you. No, they're really, uh, their game's pretty shitty. It's, it's been noticeable over the year, too. And I deal with them, Renzi, so they got me. Like, they just I'll look tell at you my though, pro- profile and go, this guy's The TD screwed. Bank in Manhattan, much more, uh, much more pleasant than TD uh, Bank in Toronto. Yeah. I could believe that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of shysters at my location, for sure. Not not nice people there. You know what they're they very, have? Uh, you know they're very angry. You know what they have in banks here? Uh, cops. Oh yeah, yeah. Like with like, gu- with a gun, like ready to rock. Yeah, like, there's like NYPD. Yeah, like yeah. NYPD is like hanging in the bank. Yeah, you know we have at ours, an 83 year old security guard with a flask. He yeah. can't even see. Yeah. He's not going to stop anybody. No, those security. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sure some punk's going to come. He's going to catch him. Dude, yeah, the sure. security guard at my local bank in Liberty Village was like a 68-year-old Indian yeah. lady. Yeah she's, not, yeah, she's not stopping anybody. Dude, she, she was like Ruth Gator Ginsburg. Like, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Rob us. No, no, really. Like, I was like, I guess. Yeah, you have a security guard in token nature here. Ruth <laughs> like, Bader Ginsburg. No, like, it's like this guard. lady. Like, what's she going to do? Like, you know what I mean? I know. Exactly. Oh, I know what you mean. The whole thing with on. banks is you can actually rob a bank pretty easily. It's not it's yep. not as hard as people think. But the key is, the, the whole trick, the, the thing is, you're not going to get much money. Like, all the, they don't have yeah. the money. Like, they're, it's not like the old days. They used to actually have money, yeah. like, in, in the till. You know, open a till, I'll shoot you. Yeah. Nowadays, all the money's locked up in the machines. Correct. And, you know what I mean? You're screwed. They just hit the button and you're done. <laughs> That's our uh, gambling tip. The Marenzi yeah. algorithm and optimizer says don't rob yeah. banks. Don't rob the bank. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. What if Clam Chowder's going to check in? He's going to the Great Cup. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? The fabulous Capital Marazzi and within the kitten, Cameron Stewart. Within the kitten. You did pretty good on that GoFund, uh, GoFundMe account. We should uh, we should try to put <laughs> one up there. Gambling fund. Please, please give. I'm telling you right now, I'm not just saying this, but it's true. Clam Chowder and his GoFundMe account, he's got more money than I do right now. Of course he does. He's got like, more I, might have more, I might have more money coming to me and whatever. I might make more money than Clam Chowder, but right now, at this moment, Clam Chowder's got a couple of thousand dollars and going to the Grey Cup. I've got like four hundred bucks in my pocket. <laughs> I've got like four hundred yep. in my pocket. Yeah, you got a couple, couple hundred in change. No, no, I got, I got like seven. Yeah, a couple hundred in change in an account. Yeah, I got. I, got, and I, I do have. I have three hundred and seventy-five dollars in winning tickets. That equates to about seven fifty. Not bad. Yeah, that that equates to about seven fifty. And you won't believe this, but uh, you guys, he just called, too. We're live. Ooh, chowder? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, like I said, I've got, the thing is, though, Cam, the thing is, I'm coming to Toronto in a couple of days. Correct. And it ain't free. I had to buy a plane ticket. No. Boom. I, I had issues with yeah. that. And, you know, I'm not, you know, as I get older and stuff, you know, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm beaten down. I have a lot of stuff going on. I can't be sleeping on people's couches and stuff. You know what I mean? No. Oh, like, sorry. That was, I was going to offer. No, I know. I appreciate it. <laughs> if, if Joe sounds like you want to stay over, save some money. No, I know. And Sunny <laughs> Vegas offered me to stay at his place yeah. as well. Very kind of him. But uh, I'm recording a record. I got to stay focused. And You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm more of a loner. But I, I will say this, Cam. Um, I will be around on Sunday. So if you're watching the games, because um, – my flight isn't until Sunday night, and I got to check out the, of the hotel. I'm gonna stay in the same hotel as last time. 
Nice. Oh, Novotel. Yeah, that's a great spot. It's only man. 92 Pretty bucks good. a week, uh, 92 that, bucks a night you, this week. Are you kidding me? What a deal. That, yeah. that hotel for 92 bucks? Yeah, yeah. Now, that's good value. That's, that's right, a good hotel. Right man. near the studio for me. It's perfect, oh, too, right? Yeah, no, that's the one we suggested. I'm glad we picked up and I'm uh, that planning, one instead, I'm thinking, of, instead of the Monte Carlo. It's a dump. I'm thinking I might, uh, so hopefully I'm going to wrap up the recording on Saturday. Then Sunday they mix it. But I'm hoping Saturday, yeah, I'll go and get drunk and... I might go, you know, I don't even know if I'll go into downtown Toronto. I have to go back to Toronto Sunday anyways because I've got to, uh, yeah, I have Billy Bishop Air, Airport, et cetera. But I don't know. I don't know where the bars are in Mississauga, but uh, you, maybe we'll go out together. You could tell me. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to hit the bar scene in Mississauga. We'll try to pick up a Mississauga MILF. Yeah, I'll tell you, well, the one place you go, I, I could take you down to the hotbed right by the Novotel. I like All the, the bars are right across from where you are. Like the biggest uh, shopping plaza, Square One, they have a bunch of those like type bars. Like they're high. It's kind of like what you talk about with hula hands and you know old, old boils. It's like those type of like places where you know people are going to come in there. There's going to be some uh, cougars and stuff like that there. There's also an Irish spa- uh, spot I could take you to. Uh, that's right around your hotel. Game time that's, decisions. Uh, Red <laughs> Heat and Rage Radio. All right, <laughs> yeah. Yang is uh, Yang's Yang. Lo- lo- yeah, what up, Yang? Uh, what up, Gramps? Uh, all right, we were loading, loading up the phone lines right now. All right, we're going to get the big cat in a minute, but it's amazing. Yep. We were just talking about clam chowder, and this was not coordinated or not planned. Nope. Um, but uh, clam chowder, chowder steps up in it. What's up, clam chowder? Hey, how it doing? How it doing? New York City. Mama's Gabriel Marenzi and with the Nickett and Cameron Stewart. I love my Sports Rage family. Thank you very much. I am tuned up and loaded up. <laughs> You're tuned up and loaded Edmonton. up, huh? So when, when when do you leave for Edmonton? Hey, I'm uh, doing a Tom Hanks terminal uh, Friday night, and I'm leaving Saturday morning, 8.15, and arriving at 10.59 Edmonton. So hold on, hold on. You're, you... Your flight is Saturday morning at 8.15, but you're going to the yeah. airport on Friday night, and you're going to sleep yeah. at the airport. There you go. I'm in the clam bowl. I'm in the clam bowl. Yeah, you're going to be in the clam bowl, uh, the clam bowl. At, at the airport. So, yeah, I guess so this way, yeah, you don't have to worry about leaving early in the morning or anything like that. You're already going to be there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I like you when go. you're on my clam juice, clam juice. You're fired up. Uh, don't go too early, I though. Am. Don't go yeah, too yeah, early yeah, on Friday night. Like, if I come on, Chowder. Like, if I go, make it so you get there around midnight or so at least. Like, leave your house at like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. You get to the airport. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't want to get oh, there yeah, all night. Sure. Like you said, you want to be like Tom Hanks uh, in Terminal. But you know what? They filmed that Tom Hanks movie yeah. in Montreal, Mirabel Airport. There you go. Nobody around. <laughs> hey, what's in the kitchen there? How you doing there? You're a primetime broadcaster now on Monday Night Football. I can barely hear him. Is he around or what? Yeah, I hear him. I hear him. Okay, I I can hear him in the background. It's just killing me. (laughs) Did he get a heart attack? Yeah, he's talking to you. uh, I can't can't hear him. Screaming rhino in Mississauga. I can only hear him, like, very, very slightly. Like, it's not at the same volume. 
All right, maybe Cam's yeah. gonna re- need to reboot or something like that. If you can't, I don't think it's not me. It's not me. It's not. I don't me. know. Like, Cam Chowder's yelling, Cam. So if you I can't know. hear, him, you got no, problems. But I'm just, no, I'm saying I, he's not. Like I hear you perfectly. I don't hear his call. I just hear him in the background. I can't hear what he's saying. Barely. Okay. There we go. You're there like we it. go. I hear you, buddy. Hey, Clam, how you doing, bud? Hey, how you doing? You're like the episode that uh, uh, Jerry is hearing everything what uh, uh, Costanza is uh, uh, saying on the other line. <laughs> exactly. You guys are like Abbott and Costello, you two. Me and Yang are just looking at each other here. Like, no, this, no, no. Yeah, now, yeah. now Yang turned up the volume or whatever. Now I can hear him. See, this is what I'm talking about. You think, you think everyone blames me all the time. It's always my fault. Who's on second? Who's on yeah. first? I don't know. You are, Chowder. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't look out for your uh, third base. Uh, uh, coach is not r- running you in. <laughs> yeah, Marenzi put up the stop sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Chowder. So how much How much ended up? Let me check. How much, how much did you end up in the GoFundMe account with? Hey, one, three hundred, one thousand three hundred. Thank you very much, all you guys. You made it possible. And Joey Obessa, uh, I hope you have a quick recovery back on the saddle from your crappy knife exam. You suggested it in the first place. Do the GoFundMe account and thank you, all those lovely people. Uh, you, you mean so much to me. It's not the money. It helps. I'm going to be in the Great Cup. I'm in the Clam Bowl. But it's mostly the love you showed me that really, really touches me. Good stuff. I love uh, you very much. Thanks, Chowder. Good, good stuff, Chowder. And, uh, yeah, you know, Cam, uh, Cam threw 100 in. Uh, for me and him, we wish we would have thrown more in, but um, you know, Cam, know we're, we're okay. waiting on money. Cam needs to start his own GoFundMe account right now, actually. Yeah, Cam's in the clam bowl too. In the clam bowl, in the clam bowl, in the clam bowl, in the clam bowl. Witting the kittens in the clam bowl. Now that you, now that you're talking about that, I want to mention something about some character that made fun of. The uh, GoFundMe account, Demps, D E M P S. He goes, Oh, I'm starting a GoFund account for uh, uh, Dominica. Anybody interested? That wasn't funny. Uh, you're making fun of my uh, uh, PDD. I don't, I don't find that funny at all. No, that's not cool. That's not cool. That's not cool. No, and people are glad to uh, glad to support your trip. Um, glad to support your trip. We're glad. So stay safe out there. Uh, well, remember, thanks, we're, we're going to hook you up with Mick Aussie too, right? Don't forget, you two are the Hall of Famers, so uh, you should be able to hang out with Mick if you want to. Actually, oh yeah, yeah Mick is <laughs> excited. Mick nice. wants to do me an interview. He says, uh, uh, "If we don't meet up." I know where you are because I showed the ticket, very hot ticket. What do you think, Gabe and and Witten? Do you think uh, uh, TSN and ESPN two gonna spot me? Yeah, if you wear yeah your outfit, you never know. Chowder, uh, great cup game, Gabe. What are you thinking? What's the odds? What um, Calgary Stampeders are minus four and a half. 
Uh, no, I was talking right. about for them putting chowder on. He's talking. What do you think? A pick him or a chance to be on the, on the uh, tube, he's saying? Yeah, I, uh, I think you'll get there. Yeah, you'll be on chowder. They'll, I, you can't guarantee that they're going to, like, give you, like, five seconds or zero but in on you. You'll be sure. part of a crowd I'm flash on. shot. You'll be part of a cloud, I, crowd I, flash I, shot. I'm on the first row, first row lower deck section <laughs> around the 20-yard line. Well, yeah, good, good. You know yeah. what? Next time, Chowder, when you really want to make sure you're on TV, sit. you got to sit in the end zone. End zone. Right, you can sit right behind the uprights. And anytime there's a touchdown, it can't avoid. That's what Rainbow Man used to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Bomber uh, Fan Ted does also. So who, who are you picking in the Great Cup? Who's going to win, Chowder? Okay, you remember the group Stampeders? Wild guys, wild guys. Yes, I do. 34, 34, 28. 34, 28, Calgary. All right, Chowder, you know what? We're going to miss you here like this weekend, although I'll be in Toronto. Uh, the New England Patriots are in uh, New York, oh, yeah. New Jersey oh, this yeah. weekend. You are right, Marvelous Gabriel Morenci. You hit it on the noggin about the former... T- Former player and former coach, boy, they really uh, uh, surprised us. Yeah, Vrabel messed you up. Good. And Patricia. Yeah, you screw Patricia. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they it's did, a good point. They both coaches. They good screwed point. him up. Yeah, yeah. The Patriots are going to drill the Jets, though. Uh, they are. And I, they ne- are. I, I never lay points. I, I never lay points, but, yeah, this Me is neither. the one. I'm with you. Um, we're okay now. We're okay now. We had a bye week. You know, all the bruises and all the bumps. And now the only games I'm worried about is uh, Pittsburgh and Minnesota. And then we have just the uh, division games. And uh, you know what that means. Clamble, clamble. All right, Chowder, we got to keep things moving. Check in, you know, uh, check in when you get back next week, Chowder. Okay, marvelous. Really quick, everybody's asking me over here: Is Gabriel Morenci? And I say, Hey, shut up, man! It's marvelous, Gabriel Morenci. And everybody's wondering about uh, January road rage. Is it happening in Montreal? Um, no, it will not be in Montreal this year, Chowder. But. You know what? If uh, we will, we'll have Montreal on the radar in the future, especially with this talk about the Montreal Expos uh, potentially yeah. coming back sooner rather than later. But unfortunately, no. the The anniversary show will not be in Montreal this year, Chatter. Where is it? We haven't made the official announcement yet, but it looks like it'll be um, in uh, in New York. Okay, now it's time to speed it up. <laughs> You're free to come down, though, Chatter. That was great. That was great. New York is a, f- a five-hour hey. bus ride. You're closer than Toronto. And let's <laughs> and let's do it, everybody. Uh, let's all have a great of my secret creamy sauce and check out the YouTube of Clam Chowder. Arrives in his first great cup.
Creamy sauce. Keep on playing chattering. Feel the passion. Take care, New York City. Clam, clam chowder. Ham chowder, bringing it, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. He was um, very, very fired up. He hit a wall. He hit the wall there. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he goes, you supposed to creep. Yeah, like when. When he paused, when he paused and yeah. said "clam ball, clam ball," like yeah, clam he's sort of yeah, like that's, yeah. that's like need oxygen, need oxygen. <laughs> I know, I'm with you. All right, uh, listen, we only got four. You know, we only got a couple minutes for the break. We could get Big Cat in, but then we're going to squeeze him, and I don't want to keep him on hold yeah. forever. But want to keep, don't want to squeeze him. I, I'm surprised. Clam Chowder's rock knowledge too. Yeah, get get Big Cat on here. We got we got we got sweet, four minutes still. Sweet here. city woman. What's up, Big Cat? Big Cat. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, guys. How's it going, boys? Hey, good stuff, Pretty Big good, Cat. Big Always Cat. a pleasure. Thanks for uh, listening and calling in. What's on your mind, Big Cat? I just wanted to go over a couple of quick things today. I wanted to get your opinion. The game's going off fairly quick here on the Duke Gonzaga game. Starts oh, good at, uh, point. 4 o'clock. Yeah, oh, that's right. Thank you. I'm on. I'm on. I'm taking Gonzaga. Great I got call. Eight points. Uh, the Auburn covered last. I got to send an email to the inputter. Yeah, the inputter. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's uh, so. Geez, that's me. I better uh, get on the sites. But, yes, I took a, I'm on Gonzaga big time, big time. I'll tell you something, Big Cat. Oilers were good to me last night. It's a huge pooch. We're taking that money. I believe in Gonzaga. They're a real program with real kids. These Duke kids are amazing, Gabe, but I this like is Duke. a real test for them. I'm, I'm taking Gonzaga. It's I like Duke, but I'm not, I'm not laying the points. I'm going to bet the over. Yeah, I'll take the, the, the game went over last night, too, that Arizona game that you liked. Yeah. That I'm with Gabe on the over there. I agree with you, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. Like So much talent and fouls. Both teams are going to be getting to the free throw line. We're seeing college basketball pretty high scoring uh, this year once again. Both these teams, I mean, but they, look, if you want to get into the numbers, and, you know, it's not like they both played cupcakes either to start the season or anything like that. So I think we can take something from these numbers. But um, Duke are averaging 92.8 points per game, and they're giving up 67.6. Uh, meanwhile, Gonzaga are dropping 98.6 points per game, and they're giving up 73 so both these teams are nearly scoring 100 points a game, and they're both giving up nearly 70 points a game. The total is 166, but it's amazing because uh, I believe it was Corey or so, somebody asked me earlier, what you know, what do I think? It was Lou Pellegrino, our boy Lou Pellegrino in the house, uh, disgruntled Lou. So uh, yep. I was, <laughs> he said to me, what do you think of the uh, the Duke game? I said, I'm betting the over. He said, what's the number? I said, I haven't looked yet, but it, I said it'll probably be 167 and a half or so. Yeah, Boom. 168. Is it 168? Because I saw 166. I see 168. Son of you a bitch. It? Now are, I'm going against the not? now it's going against my Morency database. My yeah, uh, my yeah. algorithm said 167 and a half was the number. Yeah, close in, in this in this weed big brain of well, mine. Hate to say it. Uh, it's 168. Melon, All right, hang it. Hang, hold on, big cat. Well, we're gonna keep yeah. you on. We'll go to a break. We'll, we'll, we'll you get some more stuff on the other side. You bet. Yeah. We're going to go. I'm betting the over of the game. I'm, gonna, I'm sending it in now. I'm sending it into the inputter. Okay. Game yep. time decisions. Ready and Rage Radio. How much time before you hit the music here, yeah? Yeah. All right. Hit the music. Deedly, deedly, dee. Hit the music. Yeah. Meow, 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 There we go. There it is. <laughs> Woo! You still want the over 168. Here comes up the inputter. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, uh, yeah. I don't like that total. It keeps climbing. It's high. Not getting any value. It's too high. All right, I'm going to think about how much. I'm going to put it in on that. Yeah. We'll be back on okay. the other side. More phone calls. Hang in there, Big Cat. Red Heat Rage Radio continues.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. That's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade here, Kim. Wow. That's a big one. Oh, it's a big deal, bro. The hotel. Oh, dude, the hotel is crawling with kids, man. Kids <laughs> everywhere. And, like, there's people, like, from all over the world and stuff. Like, oh, it's I, the I biggest. just see it's trending right now on Twitter. And it's not just, like, oh, New York and stuff. Like, it's, like, here's from Dallas, Texas. Check out the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas high school band performing at the world-famous uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like, it's. People are stoked from all over, and Dave Martinez is in the room. He's going here later, and uh, here it is tonight, the, the giant pre-parade. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, here it is. So I was wondering, like, yeah, there's, like, a ton of people and kids with their face painted and all that, and we're right in the middle of it, Cam. Cam, you, you understand? I'm doing a show tomorrow night at 10, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. I know. It's the I Macy's know. Thanksgiving Day Parade across the street, bro. That's going to be pretty loud. It's going to be hard. Like, dude, like, there's going to be, like, a million people or something. Is that the episode of Seinfeld where yeah. he had the inflatable, inflatable Woody, yeah, Woody Woodpecker? Woodpecker. Yeah, Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry takes out Woody Woodpecker. I'm going to end right. up taking out Spider-Man tomorrow or something. Yeah, take him out. It's be like on the take news. Take him out. Take him out. Canadian man ruins Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> That'd be the best. <laughs> you want in on this game? Because I'm clicking it, Ray. We got 16 minutes. Uh, want to just go uh, 50 bucks just yeah, for kids? Or what do you want to do? Yeah, 50. Okay, done. I'm just putting right. it in because if we get sidetracked, it's in. So, yeah, Ma- Macy's is, like, right across the street from us. So hang in there, big cat. But I just tweeted out this picture. So, Dane was saying this. So, tomorrow you got the big parade, right? But Dane's yep. saying, no, no, tonight is cool. He's going with his family and stuff, his, his nephews and kids. Uh, Macy's Day Parade around the corner. Macy's Giant Pre-Parade. Balloon inflation. Free and open to the public. So, there's a giant-ass Spider-Man, bro. It's, like, a block long. It's massive. And like Dane's saying, this is cooler because in a parade, it just goes past you, and there's like a million people there. Now it's just they're still. You can walk up to it, take a picture of it, and see it up close. Hell, if I wasn't doing a million shows, I'd go take a look at this giant inflatable Spider-Man. Oh, I just smoke, saw your smoke a fat one. Yeah, go out there. He's, he's huge. You probably got a man. They have a big crusty to clown. That'd be great. Oh, man. That <laughs> Spider-Man is monstrous. Yeah, doesn't he it look cool? the other building. Doesn't it look cool? Like, they can oh, barely fit him in the street. Oh, it's so cool. I love him, man. I like he's That's got his thumbs up. He got a yeah, thumb thumbs up, too, Spidey. Yeah, he's exactly. Spider-Man, thumbs up. <laughs> he's big. <laughs> Spider-Man, they bring this float in the Yang's neighborhood, though, in Spanish Harlem. He's taking a bullet to the head. He's getting yeah, yeah, the deflated pop, quick. Pop, 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 pop. Get the hell out of here, Spider-Man. Exactly. All right, Big Cat. What's up, Big Cat? Big Cat. So Big Cat asks us about the Duke-Gonzaga game. Starts at 5 o'clock. 
I'm going with the over in this game. Cam's taking Gonzaga plus the points. I'm going with the over. What what uh, what other questions you got, Big Cat? Uh, as far as any picks go tonight, uh, one on the NBA hardware, I like uh, Portland plus seven against Milwaukee tonight. On the NHL front, I like Vancouver plus 145 against Anaheim. What are your thoughts on these games? I, I love it, Big Cat. Uh, I'm making Vancouver one of my uh, medium dogs with rabies tonight. They've had a rough trip. This is where you can get, you can get to Anaheim. It's too much of a price for Vancouver. I also think uh, Philadelphia might be wor- worth a look as a dog, but they're only plus like 105, but uh, I like the Canucks, Marenzi. What do you think about the basketball game? I'm a little concerned because the Portland Trailblazers uh, got all they can handle last night from the New York Knicks, 118-114, yep. close game. Uh, now going back-to-back on the road, Big Cat. A little bit of concern for me, to be honest. I'll pass on that one. Um, you know what I'll, I, I won't pass on, though? And this is sort of flying under the radar because it's not his hype because whatever, man. He leaves and he goes back and he leaves and he goes back. But LeBron James' is return game. LeBron James returns to Cleveland tonight. And, uh, and it's kind of flying under the radar. But the Lakers have been playing better basketball over the last couple of weeks at if you guys are paying attention, LeBron's in a freaking zone, guys. He dropped 51 the other night. I watched the game two games ago. He was draining threes from half court. Like, he's really added a three-point shot to his repertoire. He takes it to the hole less, but he takes three points more, and he's actually a good three-point shooter now. They're on a roll. The Cavaliers are that bad, guys. And LeBron doesn't like the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's nine and a half. I think the Lakers roll them. I think the Lakers go in there and kick the crap out of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I agree, Gabe. Uh, if you do, guys don't mind, i got one last question for Gabe here, and then I'll wish you guys a happy you at Thanksgiving and be on the road here. But yep. what do you think of this Phil Mickelson-Tiger uh, Woods uh, fiasco going on here, and uh, how is it going to play out for the public? Well, Cam, Cam, we'll get Cam's golf take on this, but me personally, yeah. I didn't think it could get any more obnoxious than it was already. And we'll get into this a bit because it's a freaking joke. They have a 24-7 like it's a boxing match, Cam. Yeah. Tiger Woods wakes up at 5.30 in the afternoon. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Golf balls. <laughs> I know. Like, they're all, like, acting all serious like it's a fight or something. And then, I, you know, Big Cat, if you couldn't make it any more, like, disgustingly obnoxious that these 200 millionaires are playing for $9 million, they bet $200,000 on the first hole. It's like, what? Why don't you guys bet a yacht? Why don't you bet your yep. boats? Like, and people say Bubba Watson's a douchebag. Even Bubba, this is like, even Bubba thinks this is tacky. And I'll tell you what, for betting purposes... I'm taking Phil Mickelson just as a yep. as a contrarian play. I'm not even going to watch it. I'm dead serious. I will not watch it. I won't watch it. I'll be on the road. I'll be around popping around. I'm not going to watch it. But I'll bet on Phil Mickelson because on a one-on-one golf match play, Cam, anything can happen, man. There's no guarantee another Tiger thing, beats him. Another thing to look at, there's a wicked prop in this tournament, Big Cat. Will a player uh, win three skins in a row at, like, plus nine to one? Bet it. These things happen in trends a lot of the time. You're right. Like, say Tiger goes up, Phil can get on a heater. A lot of the time these things happen. It's well worth the bet. You're getting major value on it. I'm with Gabe. I think this is a joke. The fact, fact that it's pay-per-view is ridiculous. And Phil Nicholson's not even a golf. I know, 99, not even 495. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, are you guys kidding me? And there's so many other golfers more relevant than Phil Mickelson. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It, I think it's a stupid idea. I'll watch it because I love golf. But And Gabe, to your point, I agree. You're going to get value in play betting as the way to go in this tournament and the props, Big Cat. Don't lay like minus maybe, 220 with Tiger. That's just that's just stupid. Maybe Mickelson should line the fairways with hot babes and Tiger will get thrown off his game. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's also going to be nobody there. Yeah. It's going to be weird. And also, the whole thing's weird. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's Tiger, ask you. Is it, Tiger just is it needs open to, to leave, the public? buddy. 
Tiger needs yeah, his need to leave money on the course, money. and Phil will get distracted. Phil will be like, oh, yeah. look, there's 100 yeah, bucks put, there. Put, yeah, put some bills on a fish hook and then yeah. reel it in from behind a tree. No, there's no fans <laughs> allowed either. So it even, like, it'd be cooler if, like, there was fans and, like, yeah, they were cheering. Let's go, Tiger. Let's go, Phil. And it was going back and forth. No one's there. You know, it's you know, I'm, it's just dumb, the whole thing. It's just in, you know, especially this weekend, nobody seems to care. I think it's going to be a big bust. I think it'll be a major bust. No one's, you know, there'll be a couple of people that pay 19 bucks. The corporate sponsors are going to juice up the numbers a bit because they don't want the embarrassment of this. Sort of like the, like, you know, who's Tiger's sponsors? Companies that he works with. And same thing with Phil, like IMPG, KMPG, whatever yeah. the hell they are. Yep. They're going to buy, like, you know, a thousand buys. You know what I'm saying? They're going to tell oh, all the sure. corporate types, make sure you buy this, not to embarrass him. And, you know, they, they'll prop it up. They'll say that it was a couple hundred thousand. But I get, my guess is it'll be about a hundred thousand or less. But, you know, there are some people out there that want to watch it. I don't criticize anyone who does. You know, it's like Larry Merchant said, Big Cat and Camp. Uh, you know, the great boxer, uh, boxing analyst, Larry Merchant. Um, when, when I asked him about uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. I expected him being the old boxing purist that he would be against it. And um, I said, is it a black eye on boxing that they're doing this? And he said, Gabe, boxing's already had about 100 black eyes. And I like, what, I like what he said. He said, they're, gonna, they're pitching up a tent, and they're going to put on a show inside this tent. Nobody's forcing you to go inside that tent. Right? I can rip all this all I want. I'm, Tiger and Phil aren't putting a gun to my head telling me to watch it. If people want to watch it, God bless you. I won't be, but for it being the better than I am, I think there's value with Phil Mickelson. Hey, good guys, have good luck on the NFL games tomorrow. I'm going to let you go and talk to you next week. You got it, Big Cat. All the best to you, buddy. Big Cat. Nice, Big, Big Cat. cat. Uh, we're getting... Uh, we're being told we need uh, to move. Uh, the, the mic, my mic sounds a little tinny today. So I'm going to move. Yeah, do, know what it is? You know what Like, I'm adjusting. I'm noticing. This is what I notice. And I, I, like I you just said, tell it you sounds worse because I'm in a studio. It'd be better in my wee yes. studio. Yes. I'm this is serious. what I'm saying. I, no, just let me let me finish because I, I deal with this every day and I see the difference in the thing. So I do the same thing on my board. When you're at the Weehawken studio that you have, I notice your levels don't peak and go tinny as much, right? So I can adjust my USB. When I'm hearing you now, your peak, like you're through it, like like I'm hearing like like it sounds like metals being tra- like changed, right? So that's that's kind of the thing. Like I don't know exactly like how how your levels are peaking, whatever. But when you do it from your studio, it's always like it, it sounds clearer to me. You that's all I'm saying you know from my point do? of view. It's the what? Well, first off, it's the board, it's the computer, it's the system, it's it's a million things, bro. It's everything. Well, right? what I'm gonna yeah. do when I know I'm doing the shows here, I'm gonna bring my own headset in. This headset that oh. I'm using, I can tell it's just it's it's not as you know. Cardano got us a new one. Like I've got a brand oh. new one that I've been using, and you just I can just tell the difference. Like the second I put it on today, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah, not like our old ones, right? Like our old ones are pretty. They're durable. They're damn durable. Um, Drusilla does they're raise good. a very good point. Phil Mickelson is a good bet. He's much more likely to uh, to cheat to win. Yeah, there's That's no way. Point. We're the officials. There's no people around. And, yeah, he probably does that, know where the sprinkler heads are and everything. Yep. Meanwhile, Tiger, that, you're yeah. right. It's a good point. Like, you know they're there, so they're playing Friday. They've arrived. You know they're doing a walkthrough. Right now, Phil is looking around sprinkler heads. He's like, you know, Phil is walking around scouting the course. How can I cheat? 
Like, what, what are little things I can do here that is my advantage? Meanwhile, Tiger right now, he's eating dinner, basically picking up uh, his server, the waitress. Hey, baby, you want to come over to my bungalow after, uh, you know? Like, you know, but t- Tiger's taking it seriously. They both want to win because they're both greedy pricks. I'll tell you what, but Phil needs it more, Gabe, if you really look at it, as crazy as that sounds. Tiger Woods got his at the end at the Tour Championship when finally things all came around for him. Phil Mickelson hasn't been relevant in, like, years. You know what I mean? And he's not getting any younger. The younger generation's taking over from him. It's really lost his luster. He'll want this more. Apparently, I was talking to Blessing. Phil Mickelson came a week early. He's already played the course way more times than Tiger did. To, to Drusilla's point, he scouted it out. He's played it. He's checked it. He's gone, like, hitting balls from all types of places. I'll tell you, I got Tiger, like, minus 120 when this thing opened. He's minus, like, 220 now. There's no value in taking Tiger. No, you got to no, live no. this event. You have to live bet this event as it's going on or do what I do, a couple props. Will this guy win two skins in a row, five to one, or will there be three straight in a row? A nine to one, things like that. That's how you play this tournament. There's no point in taking Tiger at minus two twenty. That's very, very. That's a bad line. I think the odds are going to go up. I think as it gets closer, more public. Honestly, from what I what I was reading and what I'm hearing, it's there's no action on this. Like uh, in Vegas, it's minimal. Like it, it hasn't it hasn't caught on, right? It's no. just it's not as dude. Like what are they doing? Like, it, I don't, you know, I, I don't get it. I, they're doing this because there's nine, someone's giving them $9 million. That's why they're doing this. But, you know, now Correct. we know why HBO is basically going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, when they do a special, too, they don't do it with some, hey, man, guy smoking a dart with a camera. It's like beautiful camera work, like the way they do it. It's an expensive production for all these things, right? You see how good it looks on TV. That shit is so expensive, man. Like, when we did our Journey to the Cup with one cameraman and stuff, they were bitching about, oh, man, right. there's money, there's money. I've come got, on, Gabe. You know you know much they're spending. I've got the poll question of the day. See, I, they have yeah. to come to me organically. I remember I used to hate that when we were on the score to your television that we're going to the old days. Oh, yeah, they'd give you one. And no, yeah, stupid. like, Gentilly would give me the stupidest poll question. Do you like vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice? Like, or chocolate. Yeah, I was I'll like, dude, no, and there were dumb sports ones. And <laughs> I told him, I don't know what the poll question is. Whatever it pops in my head and I feel it's an interesting poll question, that's the poll question. I hate, like, preconceived crap. So uh, this one's a good one because it's fitting. You've got uh, Phil and Mickelson in this thing, and you got Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell fighting as well this weekend. Ooh. And, you know, I'm an MMA guy and stuff, and I even like Chuck Liddell a lot. You know, we've, you, you met Chuck Liddell. You partied with Chuck before, and I like I love Chuck. Yep. Um, you know, Chuck was famously with us that night. Remember I spilled beer on his crotch that yeah, day? Yeah, I know. He was actually, he was pretty cool about it. Like, I knocked, anything, a, I knocked the beer all over Chuck Liddell when in his prime. So it looked like he pissed himself. He looked up at me, and he goes, he dropped it up on me. He goes, you effing idiot. And he punched me in the arm. But, yeah. like, buddily. Yeah, friendly, yeah. Though. He was like, yeah. man. It was kind of like, was yeah. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't. And I realized, I was like, man, yeah. I don't want to piss Chuck off, man. Like. You were getting you were getting a little gooner, right? And you little, like, you know, you had, whoa. Yeah. You were doing all, Phil Barone yeah, and all these guys were there, right? No, you knocked it off his crotch, but the thing was, he was cool about it. He punched you, but it was kind of like, just don't do it again. I told the best, the best Chuck Liddell story is our boy Jordan from Montreal was there. Uh, Jordan, you know, is a big MMA fan. So Jordan, Jordan's there. He's sort of taking pictures. Jordan sees Chuck Liddell the next night at Dre's nightclub, yeah. the after-hours place in Vegas, and they're waiting in line. And Jordan goes up to Chuck Liddell, 
says, hey, man, I, I met you last night. You were doing a radio show with my buddy, Marenzi. Chuck Liddell goes, yeah, yeah, I remember you. How you doing? And he's yeah. like, oh, great, great. And there was a big line and stuff. And then the, the, the doorman come over sort of Chuck Liddell like he doesn't have to wait in line. So he looks over at Jordan and he sort of nods like, come in with me. You know, you don't have to wait in yep. line. So Jordan and his buddies get brought in with Chuck Liddell and his girlfriend. They get brought into the club. So my buddy's thinking, wow, Chuck Liddell is really cool. He just sort of gave us the, right? Chuck Liddell goes into the bar without saying anything to anyone, like didn't pay for it, walks up behind the bar, grabs a bottle of vodka, gives it to Jordan, and he goes, here. And he goes, I'm not your friend. Don't talk to me for the rest of the night. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> and gives him a bottle of vodka and pushes Jordan away. <laughs> Solid. Stay, I'm not your friend. Don't talk. Like, we're not going to talk for the rest of the night. Here's a bottle of vodka. F off. You know what I mean? And like, it's a great line that Chuck dropped that. I'm not your friend. Friend. But he gave him a bottle of vodka. Gave him a bottle of vodka. Yeah, just, he basically said, not hey, bad. I'll get you in the club. Here's a bottle of vodka on me. Now, we're not hanging out, though. Like, just please go away yeah. now. Yeah. Right? It was like yeah. Get, yeah, you get no more from me. This is what you get. Yeah. And, yeah, you're gone. Great yeah. story, though. Hey, Chuck, like, no, yeah, well, you're not my friend. And, oh, and the other thing I'm parting about, I hit one. He said, and stop looking at my girlfriend. He said, stop looking at my girlfriend. You're not my friend. Here's a bottle of vodka. Oh, yeah. And he said, <laughs> stop, stop flirting with my girlfriend. Flirting. That was it. Stop flirting with my girlfriend. <laughs> Cold story. Hey, I've gotten I've gotten wasted with Chuck Liddell a couple of times, actually. Nice guy. But I still don't want to watch him fight Tito Ortiz. I could care less. I care about as much exactly. about that as I do this stupid golf tournament. Although I'm more interested in Chuck and Tito. Of course you are. You're a fight fan. <laughs> well, at least it's a I fight, Cam. Right? At least yeah. there's ringer. I'd like to see Bill and Tiger punched. fight. I'd rather pay them to fight than golf. Lou Gamblu next. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Back to live action, fellas. Live action. Level 2, Game Time Decisions, Red Eat Rage Radio. Don't forget, at 6 o'clock, we evolve into Sports Rage against the machine. And I guess uh, Jamie Heath will be joining us. Once again, uh, Yang sent us down a, uh, a dangerous road. Yang's the type Top of guy. Path. Yeah, Yang's the type of guy, like when tourists ask, oh, can, you, uh, can you help me? Can I get the turnpike? Yang sending him like right into the hood. Yeah, yeah, right down there. <laughs> right down this street. Yeah, right down there. <laughs> right down there, ladies. Enjoy it. <laughs> right down there, ladies. <laughs> Amazing. It's like Robert, a good guy. Robert De Niro in uh, Goodfellas. Remember the fur coats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just down there. Just yeah. go uh, down there. Keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> 
Yang. You know he's what? A, he's a good friend, though. He's a, he's a good man. No, Yang's a good guy. Um, very good guy. All right, Lou Lou. Gamblu's also a very good guy. Yeah. Lou. Oh, yes. What's Lou. up, Lou? Gamblu.com. How you doing, Lou? That's doing great, guys. Just want to wish everyone a uh, happy Thanksgiving. Now, I know Cam had his Thanksgiving a few weeks ago, but uh, those listening in the States, Hope you have a great day tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I don't celebrate. I don't celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving. This is my Thanksgiving, Lou. There's football, food, sports, everything. Ours is just boring. This is where it's all about, buddy. This is this is this is the what, time. Isn't there a Canadian football? Uh, or this year there was a Canadian football game yeah, on. Is. Yeah, but it's not okay. the same. You know what the it's difference is, Lou? Right. You know what the problem is? Canadian. No, Thanksgiving, what? Canadian Thanksgiving is on a Monday. Yeah. It's so, yeah, that's a toughie. Yeah, so yeah, basically, you you know, most people have a dinner with their family on Sunday night. So they have that yep. Thanksgiving Sunday night, and then Monday is just basically a day off for people. So there is there is football, and they, have, they, they do have Thanksgiving Day games. The Canadian more classic than Thanksgiving is Labor Day, Lou. They call, they're called yep. the Labor Day Classics. And it's basically like Labor Day is like the rivalry weekend, and that's sort of the big... Yep. That's sort of Calgary. the Thanksgiving feel, where like there's barbecues and tailgates, and the Thanksgiving yeah. is just sort of because it's cold in Canada too, Lou. Right? You go to a Thanksgiving Day game in Canada, you're freezing your ass off. So it's, it's not true. it's not the same. And you know, Thursday it sort of sets up for the weekend. You know, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade, and that's so what I was saying, Lou. It's my first Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. I'm not going, but our studio. I'm doing a show in the morning, and our studio is smack dab across the street from freaking Macy's. So um, it should be a real, real circus uh, out there tomorrow morning. You know, that's the way to watch it, though, from a high rise and away from all that congestion, especially if you can get there before the thing starts and leave after it's over. Well, yeah, I'll be doing a show from 10 to 12. I'm just going to try to get in and out of here. I don't know what the, what the, yeah. if there's going to be barricades or the what. Book. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Then you, hit the, then you hit the sports book for Thanksgiving, all the yeah. games. Perfect. That's the plan. Then, then I go over yep. exactly. So did you get that $50 play-in on the Duke-Gonzaga game, Cam? I did. I'm watching the game right now. All it's right. 3-2 Gonzaga. just started. All right, all right. Um, we were just talking about this, Lou, and I'm, I don't expect a pick from you or anything, but I was talking, uh, what's your interest in golf, Lou? Do you, you're in Arizona. So are you, do you bet on golf? Do you watch golf? Are you a golf fan at all? Uh, I spent, my wife's a country club manager, and I spent a Ooh. good time of, of my, uh, once I got done playing football in my 30s, I went right to golf because of her, quite honestly. And uh, I, I, I moved to when I moved to Scottsdale 15 years ago. I was a really strong golfer, and I quit because I had to start a new real estate business and get to work. I quit playing golf, but I love the game. It's the ultimate competition because in golf you don't play the course or your opponent. You, you're usually playing yourself, and so uh, I'm, I have high interest in this Phil. Uh, tiger thing, although there were there would be some things I'd do to try and enhance it. I mean, it, it, it's all just trumped up. Neither one of them is going to lose a penny on this thing. And quite honestly, I'm certain that if, if me, Dave, if it's you and me going to do something for a million bucks, winner take all, I'm going to call you the night before and tell you I'm going to try and beat your brains out. But the winner gets six, <laughs> the winner gets 60%, the loser gets yeah, 40% yeah, yeah, yeah. because nobody's Nobody's walking away from this thing without getting yeah, paid. So that's, that's how I feel about it. Wow. And uh, but I, but I'm 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 interested in it, and it should be fun, and it'll give people 
kind of an insight as to how it is when a couple of scrappers get on the course and go head-to-head. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it, and it's going to be early in the morning out here. It's like 8 o'clock, so uh, it's easy. Really? It's that early, huh? Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize. I think the thing goes off. I think it's noon Eastern, right? Or it's or it's 11 a.m. Eastern is when the thing wow. goes off. It's a strange paper. I think it's time. a morning deal. Yeah, I got, uh, yeah, in my book I see uh, first golfer to go. Yeah, they, they close the betting at 3 p.m., so it'd be noon. Would it not? I think it's so noon. New, so noon. noon well, maybe time. I'm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm way mixed up on that, and I'm reading noon my time is Eastern time. But uh, I know it's not getting a lot of play in Vegas, uh, and you know maybe some people see through it. But I I wouldn't be surprised if it does better than uh, what people think, and I'm kind of interested in it. So uh, Lou Lou has a little bit of excitement, and uh, we'll be so you're going to order this thing, and you'll be watching it. No, hell no! I'm not giving them. I ain't giving them any money. You'll be watching. I'm not giving them. You'll be watching it. Yeah, you put it that way. There's going to be there's going to be Twitter and other kind other stuff going on. I'll figure out a way to to lead to lead into the thing. One, I will say this: I when the I took the bet, I I got Tiger at minus one twenty right when the thing came out. So do I, Lou. Yeah, and so I'm. I feel really. I mean, I got. I, I feel really lucky to have it that way. And if anything, I may be just looking at five dimes at live betting to see if you know I can ever find you know if, if I can find a little uh, value coming back. But I, I will say this: don't think for a minute that Phil Mickelson's going to go there and just roll over. Phil will be competitive. He yeah. wants the money. Yeah, and it's one on one. It's sort of like a fight, Lou. Anything can happen, right? Especially with matchups matchup golf i i like where you guys are going listen i can't argue you both smart players uh, getting getting your action in early with tiger woods at that number now minus 225 yeah. but it also makes me wonder a little bit that if the number right now isn't way over inflated because his name is tiger woods and that the nothing has changed yeah. between now it's not like there's a weigh-in lou where it's a fight you know what i mean like nothing's changed between now and when they made odds for it the odds makers yeah, were saying yeah, something that did, yeah, some did change. Some did change. Yeah. Uh, Tiger, oh, Tiger, Tiger yeah, at the it's, time, it's Tiger, at the yeah. time, Cam and I, at the time, Cam and I took that minus one twenty. Tiger was still trying to find himself and and hadn't yeah. even done well yeah, in tournaments. Won. Wasn't now, it yeah. like the week he won? Yes, is true. It was he, like the week he yeah. won. Right? They announced this. Yeah, and that's the and thing. He won the players. We got the value on it, Gabe. You got to remember, yeah, before he started like trending upwards, that's what the line was, and then it went up to like a buck fifty, buck sixty, and then it just exploded. Like it was after that. But it that, seems it to me that the public, fire. the public, has exploded. This like no one's betting Phil Mickelson. No, no and that's, that's scary. what I'll agree. And that's what I'll also agree with you there, uh, Gabriel. I, I do believe the number is inflated. It's inflated because of recency, just like what happens with NFL games. We've seen Tiger uh, with this great comeback and the whole droves of the people and the parlay playing pukes are all believing in Tiger Woods and everything. And that number's gone too high. The, the number is too high, no doubt about it. If, if you're jumping in now and looking at that number, there's only one way to play it, and that would be to take Phil. Yeah, Lou, I was telling Gabe, too, like, I think the way to go is, and, and you know match play, right? Uh, there's a, some nice books have, like, winning three in a row, like three skins in a row at, like, eight plus 850 or 900. I think that's the way to go because it's going to be streaky. It's kind of like a fight, right? You win a couple rounds. I bounce back type of thing. I think winning, like, two two skins or three and the props is the way to go betting. That's where the true value is. You're getting good numbers there, Lou. 
Yeah, I totally, I, I totally agree with that. And unless you've played in match play, you, you, what the key to match play is, is if we both tee off on number one and I make a twelve and you make a four you, on metal matter. play, you're yep. you're, you're winning by eight strokes. But in match play, you just won one hole. So yep. uh, it's a whole different kind of game, a whole different kind of strategy. You'll see guys picking up, you know, five foot putts because the other guy's giving it to him. He's in with birdie. The other guy's putting for par. No need to putt. It's good. That's actually, Gabe, in my opinion with that, it's an advantage to Phil. Nobody blows up like Phil, but nobody can get streaky like Phil. It doesn't matter if he hits a couple out of bounds. If he picks up, I lose that hole. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, and he's been working harder than Tiger going into it. So if I can get some live action with Phil and get a crazy number, I think I'm going to look at the math and see what we can do. But good for Lou. Living in Scottsdale, Gabe, you know, Lou, uh, he's the home of Ping. Karsten Ping. Lou's right in the country right there. Oh, yeah, no, there's golf courses everywhere. And, and, and right now, unfortunately, it's Thanksgiving, which marks the beginning of our good weather. But we also have every northerner from everywhere down here, and it's just brutal on our <laughs> Annoying, <street> yeah. <laughs> Go like back that. home. I like that. An original northerner now complaining about the other northerners, Lou. The northerners, yes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm doing a poll question right now. So I was going to ask you, Lou, and our poll question was going to be, what would you uh, prefer to watch, Tiger versus Phil, but you sounded pretty enthusiastic about this, or Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz? And what's your interest level in Chuck versus Tito? I have some, some interest in that. I mean, mostly my interest is that, is that Chuck kicked his ass two times straight, and now Tito comes minus 300 or something. I'm trying to figure that one out. But... That would be a tough one for me. I'd say my interest level is the same. If you made me pick, I'd pick golf. Now, we know, Cam, oh. you're more of a golf guy, but, what, yep. you know, the Chuck Tito, it's kind of a train wreck, but at least it's equal. You know what I mean? They're both, you know, and, and like you just said, Lou, they do have a real feud. They don't like each other for real. They've never liked each other. They're ultra-grown men right now. They still don't like each other. So... At least there's something there to it. Chuck Liddell looks like he's in great shape. You know, Tito's won a couple of fights in in, in the recent sort of his recent um, part of his career, but he's fighting sort of overmatched. He's way bigger than guys, and he's taking him down. Will he be able to take Chuck Liddell down, I guess, is the key to this fight, Lou. Because honestly, like you said, Chuck Liddell, you know, I wouldn't want to get punched in the face by Chuck Liddell. I think if Chuck catches you, he can still hurt you. Yeah, the only thing I really worry about, if I were to bet the fight, and I, and of course I would not, but the thing I would worry about is that if <laughs> you sneeze you on, if you sneeze on, if, if you sneeze on Chuck, he'll go out. So Tito's, a, Tito's looks to be the bigger man when I, I size him up and everything yeah. I've seen. And if Tito goes out there and figures I'm just going to throw the freaking shit to the to the windmill here, and I'm just going to go out and try and touch him, if he touches him. I, that's what I worry about with Chuck. I mean, you can't get – a chin doesn't get better. Especially with age. Yeah, yeah, good point. Really good uh, point. But the, the odds are uh, Tito Ortiz right now, uh, in the minus, depending, let's say, um, you know, minus 300 or so. Chuck Lydell paying back in the minus 230 to 240 range. That's uh, Golden Boy MMA, Oscar De La Hoya. And I do find it funny, though, Lou, a little bit of irony here. They remember Oscar De La Hoya used to be really anti-MMA, number one. He was like, oh, it's, yep. you know, for losers. 
Number two, Oscar De La Hoya said that Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor was a mockery and making a mockery of boxing. Um, number three, then there's Oscar De La Hoya basically begging to fight Conor McGregor or one of his guys to fight Conor McGregor. And number four, here he is right now promoting MMA with two old dudes, Lou. Yeah, the irony and the hypocrisy is pretty thick with Golden Boy here. I, I couldn't agree more. Don't ask me to try and say anything nice about Oscar. I, I'm glad that he's able to make a living for his family, but I, I think the guy's two-faced, and I don't have much positive to say about him. I heard him on Rich Eisen today a little bit, and, and you know, he's engaging and nice enough, but I, I, I totally agree with the, the hypocrisy and uh, but yet the guy's got to feed his family, so I don't want to be too critical, but I don't respect him. I'm surprised you say that. I'm very, very harsh about Oscar, um, that you feel that way, just because he was you know, he was a great boxer for a long time. But you do get the feeling that when you watch him talk, that basically it's all an act. He does come across like a phony to me, too. He doesn't even understand the game. I mean, he, he really doesn't. If you saw him in his first interview uh, or the, the the press conference between the two guys. He's calling him Lydell, and yeah, it, it, I just thought it was really. Yeah, he didn't look to really be completely professional and prepared, but that's just my opinion. Lou always professionally uh, prepared. Yep. Uh, the Lou best. from com. So Lou, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been focused. I've been doing a lot of shows. I've been focused on football uh, this week and. This UFC uh, fight card sort of snuck up on me, man. His Blades versus China. Luganu. Yeah, it's well, and you know, it's been a run China. now of two or three. Yeah, yeah so we're in Beijing, China. It's been a run of two or three cards away from the country. To me, the UFC is just totally just throwing socks and underwear and T-shirts in a suitcase and slamming it shut, trying to get the Fox cards <laughs> taken care of yeah, before they yeah. move on to ESPN. And it's it's unfortunate they're going out like this. That said, I'm not uh, really paid to give my opinion on what I think of the card. I'm paid to try and find some angles within the card. And I, I see maybe one or two, maybe three angles uh, on this card that I like. And, of course, the main event, you start with the rematch of Nganu and Blades. And... Uh, I think Ngannou's getting a little bit disrespected by the lines makers, to be quite honest. Well, the whole what thing was plus 190. you got to understand, Cam, too. Nagano was a guy that basically, what was it, Lou? Less than a calendar year ago, essentially, wasn't it? That people were saying it was the next big thing. You, you said that he yeah. would fall short of that title fight, and you were right. And his career's never been the same since. It, it, yes, he lost a lot of confidence. First of all, he went in against Stipe, just like typical young fighters who have been on a quick ascent do, believing all the own bullshit. And he got exposed against Stipe. And quite honestly, what we what we saw Stipe do is what we expected uh, Blades to do the first time these guys fought, which happened to be, I want to say it was 2016, so it was just about two years ago. But at the time, Blades was a little younger and more embryonic in his career, and Nganu was somewhat invincible. Uh, That fight, by the way, opened Blades minus 140, closed at Blades minus 190. So now you flash forward to this one, 
and the way I track it from Pinnacle, blades opens minus 193, minus two and a quarter. Uh, in Ganu, I, I do like Blades, and from that first fight, I thought if Blades ever had a shot at him again, he would be able to whoop him. Uh, but I right, think hold that Ganu. Hold on, Lou. Hold that thought. We'll be right back on the other side. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we're talking MMA. We're going to get into football, but holy crap, man. This is some uh, family drama here. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers uh, just did a video. Said, please take a minute to watch this video if you can. Take a few seconds to retweet using a hashtag, hashtag uh, retweet for good. All the money goes to a great organization for the immediate needs and the recovery efforts of the Campfire Paradise. Thank you. Um, so, of course, Aaron Rodgers from Northern California. He's actually from the area. I played at Cal, et cetera. So Aaron Rodgers, figure I write, you know, nice, nice gesture, uh, tries to get people to, uh, to donate uh, to the cause to help people. A couple of minutes later, his brother Jordan, goes on Twitter and we know there's no love lost between uh, you know between Jordan Rogers Aaron and the Rogers family as a whole Jordan Rogers says please donate spread awareness and send love but when your own mom is home alone during the fires car packed ready to evacuate and uh, you miss your fundamental first step of compassion calling your parents to make sure they're safe everything else just kind of feels like an act it's pretty that's pretty hardcore of uh, Rogers brother wow. come out and throw him under the bus and say you're doing promos to send money to people. Meanwhile, your mother, you know, he haven't even called your mother who's in the fire right now. Roger's a strange cat. I don't like getting people's personal yeah. business and stuff, but, man, that's the real heat right there, uh, Cam and Lou. No, that's crazy. They, no, and this, this has been going on for a long time, and I, I hate to see stuff like that because I know in situations where family members don't talk to, to, to people and you always want to put your differences aside, Marenzi, but you know from Aaron Rodgers, this has been going on for a long period of time with this kind of in the back in the back burner. That's sad, man. That's sad. Yeah, we wish our best to everybody affected by these fires. Lou? Yeah, the, the whole situation with the fires, everyone feels compassion. As far as Aaron Rodgers and his brother Aaron uh, airing, uh, the dirty laundry about one another the only thing i can say is is that i i'll refuse to take any position on that it's totally yep. unfortunate but we don't know the whole story well, we don't know. and with exactly. and without the, without all the facts i can't i can't shoot with with just half a loaded gun so i'll no. stay away from that well part. no and i yeah, don't give true. an opinion i don't take sides on this i don't know yeah, no, I'm not accusing you guys yeah. of that, but it is. It's just so easy for us to have all these opinions on on all these yeah. famous people's uh, personal lives that hit the uh, airwaves, and we don't know what's right and the background story. And so I try and you know, it's it's hard enough for me to try and figure out uh, what I'm going to do with Green Bay and Minnesota, let alone Aaron Rodgers yeah. and his brother. 
Um, Lou from Gamblue.com uh, with us. I just want to get that out there. Um, so Curtis Blades and Nagano, you were saying we're going to the break. So Nagano really was sort of the next big thing, big powerhouse. And me and Lou, you've talked about this a lot, so have I over the past, in which um, when guys start to talk about future fighters and what they want to do in the future as opposed to worrying about who they have in front of them. And that was a classic case. Remember Nugano? Oh, I'm going to beat uh, I'm going to beat my Olshik, and then I'm going to I'm going to fight Brock Lesnar. I want to fight Brock Lesnar. Well, he got destroyed, and, and then he lost his confidence. Then he got destroyed again, and he really hasn't been the same since. So here he is right now, taking on a Curtis Blades. Who Curtis Blades is sort of quietly, quietly like really you know what the guy hasn't lost in one, two, three, four, five, six, six, six wins in a row. There's a no contest in there. Um, you know, Lou, and pretty impressive, too. He's beaten Overeem. He's beaten Mark Hunt, Olenek, uh, Oatmeal, as Joey would call him. Um, you know, so Omeal Chuck. Um, what, what do you uh, what do you make of this fight? Uh, it seems like there's the right favorite here, but Nuganu, man, I mean, supposedly he's got the hardest punch in the world ever, right? I mean, if he catches you, he can get you. Well, in the, in that first fight, he he had uh, he had blades of I want to say it was his left eye all swole up and shut, and that's how they stopped the fight. Now, blades was certainly able and willing to continue that fight at the time and put up a protest, but it, and it was unfortunate that it was stopped. I, 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 honestly, I agree. The the right man is favored. The wrestling based fighter that's got cardio all day has the tools to give Nganu all the trouble that he wants. He's also an extremely improved striker, and he works out in Colorado in elevation. So everything is really right, I think, for Blades, including his focus. But that said, we can't underestimate Nganu, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, he got completely exposed against Stipe, but it was a good wake-up call. Even Dana said he was cocky and believed in his own bullshit. Then he went into a fight timid against the Black Beast and looked terrible and took incredible public scrutiny. So Nganu knows that quickness late in fights is an issue, that his cardio is an issue, and if he has any shot at all to be any kind of a player in the UFC heavyweight division, this is a fight he has to win. He knows this. He knows what his weaknesses are. So in a long-winded way, what I'm saying is I think we're going to get Ngannou's best effort, and it should be a really good fight, even though i got to wake up at 5 in the morning to watch it. <laughs> well, you're going to be up yeah. for that and then the golf. Yeah, Lou, all-nighter. <laughs> I don't know about that with Uncle Louie. Maybe you know, but I go to bed at I go to bed at eight o'clock, so I can wake up at midnight and then watch everything all morning long. All right. Uh, so I mentioned uh, Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem also on this uh, card here, Lou. He is, and he's totally. I, I mean, yeah, this is going to be some big plotting, premeditated Sunday shot throwing Russian bomber that's coming after him. But Overeem's getting completely ignored. Let's not forget, Alistair Overeem, after he got beat by Blades, went to start to train with him in Colorado. So here's a guy in Overeem that's got experience coming out of his brains, going to have a way better ground game than this Russian. And if this thing goes to the ground, and I think it's going to, Overeem will look like the big favorite instead of Pavlich, who's now turned into one. Uh, yeah, Overeem has a glass jaw, and he can't get hit on it. 
but I still think he's got a little juice in the tank, and I think he's too much for this kid that's going to make his debut. Uh, I don't have a problem with that pick, too. I, you know, I like I like it, too. I think Overeem, you look at the, I don't know, this rushing kid's big, and he's undefeated and stuff, yeah. but you look at the, the competition that he's faced, it's been uh, less, less than uh, overwhelming. All right, Lou, before we move on from the UFC and MMA, anything on the undercard catch your eye? I see that Rashad Coulter is moving from heavyweight to light heavyweight. Uh, he's going to fight Hugh Haozong, who I've only seen fight once. Big, long, tall, striking, aggressive Chinese fighter, but he's young and he's unschooled. And I think Coulter going to be way too much for this local kid. Coulter opens at five dimes, 245, and now he's minus 135. Uh, I don't like to take favorites. But this is a real good value play. I'm looking at Rashad Coulter to put a put a whooping on this local Chinese kid. LouGamblu.com. All right, Lou, let's get into the Thanksgiving football. Um, interesting. Yeah. Looks like Trubisky's going to be out. I guess uh, officially he's doubtful uh, right now. And the line move, it was it down to two and a half. So yeah, two and a half. Yeah, there has been some movement here. Uh, both teams, both teams coming off of big wins. Um, Chicago Bears, a nice, uh, a nice, impressive win against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday Night Football, and then the Detroit Lions uh, nearly lost. Uh, Carolina went for two uh, late, didn't get it. Detroit wins the football game. Now four and six. Season's kind of, uh, you know, Detroit's not making the playoffs, but there's a lot of parity, and I'm sure teams are thinking nine and seven could get you in. What do you make of uh, the Thanksgiving slate starting out with your Chicago Bears, Luke? Well, what I first think is that Chicago, we know, hasn't won in Detroit their last five visits there. And this trip's going to be as difficult as any of those five simply because uh, Chicago enters off three straight division games. As as unusual as it sounds, two weeks ago they played Detroit at home, then just won an emotional game against Minnesota, now come to Detroit. And not only that, after – that huge emotional game for Minnesota that wasn't Sunday afternoon. In fact, it got flexed to Sunday night. Now, 80 hours later, they got a kickoff in Detroit on the road uh, against a, a Detroit team that's really still very inconsistent, trying to find themselves, going to be without offensive contributors and a defense that's, uh, you know, somewhat suspect. Uh Chase Daniels, to me, uh, is uh, – people may laugh at this, but I, I love I don't Chase do, Daniel. Yeah, he, he's no, he, he's no, he's no uh, point or two away from Trubisky. In fact, uh, because Daniel I, – I consider Daniel one of the top three backups in the league. He's play, yeah. He played for years under Drew Brees, and that's why Nanny went and got him to tutor – Trubinsky, and he has the same tools as Trubinsky, only he's a better passer. This is a good spot for Daniel and the Bears, but a, but a bad spot for Daniel and the Bears. Uh, I like dogs, and I like two dogs on Thanksgiving. I, I just don't know if I can really trust Detroit without Marvin Jones and Carrion Johnson to really be competitive. Uh, if you like Detroit, you might try the first half when they got their legs early and Chicago doesn't. Uh, but I don't really I don't really see a huge advantage in this game like I do in the other two. No, I know it's a short number, especially down yeah. to two and a half. I agree. I think Chase Daniels is more than serviceable. 
uh, as a quarterback. But the, the the thing with Chase Daniels, he just hasn't played in a while. Yeah, so and it's a short yeah. short week to prep too, Marenzi. After those games, like if it was Sunday, I'd feel a lot better. But you're throwing them right in the fire on Thursday. That's tough. First game of the day too. All right, so the Not Washington good. Redskins also a similar situation in which, you know, the number was eight earlier in the week, and of course, there's a lot of talk yeah. about Alex Smith and his injury. Yet Colt McCoy, you have to. And I like Alex Smith a lot, but from a point spread perspective, you know, Colt McCoy, I think is is very serviceable, uh, kind of a similar quarterback to Alex uh, Alex Smith as well. So I don't really think there's a massive drop off with Alex uh, Alex Smith out with Colt McCoy being in. Numbers down to seven right now. Cowboys are horrible home favorites. Well, they they are. They're horrible home favorites. Yep. Yet they're you know they do have a good defensive line, and the Redskins do have issues. A little bit of concern for me is Adrian Peterson, who's been so important for the Redskins this year, and how he fares on three days rest in a short week, being thirty three years old. But ultimately, you know, there's there's pros and there's cons for both teams in this game. But I just can't overlook. The fact that the Dallas Cowboys are just 20, 27 and 31 uh, all time in, in Jerry's world in this new stadium. That's straight up. So their challenge is to win straight up. And the Cowboys always disappointed at home. They go on the road. They win. People think, oh, wow, it's a really good team. They just went on the road. They go back home and they disappoint again. Uh, Jason Garrett's been one of the biggest money burners uh, in NFL football, specifically as a favorite. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, have been. Uh, big money burners uh, as favorites. Um, you know, what, what do you make of this game, uh, Lou? Which way are you leaning here? And, oh, this is Jason Garrett. 8-28 and 28 against the spread as a home favorite, uh, including 1-8 and eight against the spread as a favorite of seven or more points. The Cowboys just play slow and deliberate at home, but there's a little part of me and a little voice you know, that's saying, you know what, the Cowboys could blow these guys out. We'll start with you, Lou. What's your take? Yeah, I, I tend to agree with everything he said and, and think he did a great breakdown there, Gabriel. I, I, I think that uh, the biggest thing that I look at is what happened in a week. The look ahead line in this game, you could have bet it a week ago before these two teams played last week and Dallas was given five. So what's happened that Dallas would then open at eight and come down to seven? Well, uh, the, the thing that's happened is that everybody watched Dallas look like world beaters against a team in Atlanta that can't stop a sneeze. And meanwhile, uh, Washington lost a game that they probably could have and should have won, but they, they lose it late. I do have faith in Colt McCoy. He played football in Texas. He's a well-paid and top-end backup in this league. And we could see by his result coming in against Houston yesterday, he's not eating mashed potatoes and gravy and looking at uh, video games when he's watching practice. This guy's a professional quarterback. And he also, in 2014, with the same Washington Redskins, came to Dallas and started a game and won it in overtime. Yep. So here's a, here's a guy that can get up for Dallas and I like the advantage of getting Washington and two and a half extra points or two points from the look-ahead line. But what I will say is this. I think the reason the line's gone from eight to seven is based on sharp action right now. 78% of the tickets of parlays are, excuse me, Dallas is getting 78% of the parlay action in tickets, and parlays are usually tied to the public. And I agree that Washington, well, that's, that's, 
you guys taught me that saying, if I remember no, correctly. No, no, you did. <laughs> you taught us, Lou. <laughs> In any case, uh, we like I love it. Washington. I love Washington in this game, and I think what you do is you just wait. Now, here's the here's another important point, people. Between now and Monday night, there's going to be 80 college and football, college and pro football games to bet on, besides NHL, NBA, and Tiger and Phil. If you're an action player, meaning you just need action, then you're going to have a great time this weekend. But if you're a business person, you want to plan your work and go slow. And I can tell you that by the time the public and everybody gets to the NFL slate on Sunday, everybody's going to be punch drunk with point spreads and they'll have bet 16 or 17 games. And they're going to be trying to dig out of a hole. And that is not where you want to be. Rather than do it that way, go slow, plan your work. I'm going to have maybe four or five bets all weekend long. You don't have to be that selective, but try and plan your work so that when Sunday and Monday comes and everybody's punch drunk and chasing their money and betting the wrong side, that you have some bullets in your gun and you can fire because the opportunity for Thanksgiving weekend is on Monday night, Sunday night, and Sunday afternoon. Lou, very, well, very said, good, Lou. good advice. You're right, Eric, same advice. thing. I'm going to remind people of that, too. I'm going to do a whole show, actually, on a similar situation. Don't lose all your money betting stupid bowl games from December 17th leading into yep. Christmas and ruin Christmas and then have no money left when you actually like a game. Good point, Lou. You know, people are going to jump out of the gate. Uh, Pauly Public's going to be all over these games uh, tomorrow. I think the Cowboy number will probably bounce up to 7.5 tomorrow. You're right, the sharp money were the ones that beat it down. I think it'll get bat, beat bat up, but you're right. Pick your spots. Another thing is these rivalry games are even tougher to pick. Enjoy them as a fan. Pick your spots. Bet a couple of them. There's going to be a lot of opportunity. It's, like, it's not like, oh, it's college football. i got to get my action in. you got a bunch of bowl games coming up to bet. you got conference championship games to bet. Um, you know, same with NFL. You know, I've, I've done it before, guys, too, where I've killed myself when I was younger and stupid and degenerate. Yep. And all I'm going to go all in on this Lions game and try to get my day going. Got to pace yourself. You know, you got you got to pace yourself. All right, we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take a break in a minute. We'll continue our conversation with Lou. Uh, we're all in agreement, actually. Cam uh, Redskins, you like yeah. the skins plus the points? I love it. I, I love the Colt McCoy angle. I'm with Lou. I think Redskins. I think Dallas wins it's by a late field goal. I'll take the seven points from Renzi. Give me the skins. They're a dog I like a lot. All right, game time decisions. Ready and Rage Radio continues. We'll continue our conversation with Lou. Little slight change. We're gonna go into sports rage against the machine at six thirty. We'll hit the studio on YouTube at 6, but uh, Mark Lawrence will join us at 6.30. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844 844- 843-6879 The Fantasy Sports Radio Network Your free fantasy source 24 hours a day
Game Time Decisions, Ready to Rage Radio continues, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Ramsey. Co-hosting with Cam Stewart. Lou, Gamblu.com with us right now. Um, let's get into the Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints game. Uh, some line movement here as well, guys. I, you know, funny because I thought it would go up. I thought Pauly Public would jump on this and it would go up. Instead, it's gone down, down to 12 and a half right now. I might be in a minority here. And, you know, when you talk to people that have been betting on football for a long time and, you know, guys that actually bet real money, they understand it. But when you tell the casual person that, oh, because I get it all the time, you know, the casual guy, like, oh, who do you like this week? Tell them, well, actually, I like the Atlanta Falcons plus them. Oh, no, I've seen the Saints. Yeah. It's like, no, I haven't seen the Saints play once this year. But nevertheless, um, I like the Atlanta Falcons. And someone agrees because it's down to 12 and a half right now. Yep. I, you know, I thought it would go up to 14, Lou. You know, instead of, instead of come down, I thought the public would jump in. But like you said, you know, this ain't the public that are moving these numbers this early in the week. What's your take on this Falcon and uh, Saint game? Yeah, you hit it right on the head. I mean, the, the public's not looking at these games just yet. There's there's college. There, you know, there, there's nothing tonight except for basketball. Uh, but they're gonna look, they go one by one, and and you got to watch the numbers 20 minutes before kick. But if you wait and you're patient until 20 minutes before kick, I think you will get Atlanta to 13 and a half or 14. Right now, I'm tracking on the Sports Inside screen. 38% of the tickets, the spread tickets, have been purchased on the Atlanta side, and they represent 70% of the money. So you're exactly right, Gabe. It's the, it's the bigger players that are looking at Atlanta now. But don't be concerned with a little compression in the line now. That's what you should be seeing. And now as we get uh, into tomorrow and we get to the middle of that Washington game and the Chicago-Detroit game is over, Washington-Dallas is being played. Then take a look at the numbers in that New Orleans game because the public is normally betting those favorites. They're going to absolutely be on New Orleans. And as, as you can see, the public's already on New Orleans. 62% of the spread tickets have been purchased by, on New Orleans. They're just small tickets. That's what tells us it's the public side. 91% of parlay tickets on New Orleans. You're dead right. Atlanta is the right side. I like them myself. I'm going to be patient. Pick up 14. But even if it's 13, 13 and a half, you know, the other thing the NFL does on these Thursday games is try to keep you in division because division teams know each other and they're more familiar with one another. Yeah. And that's what we have in all three of these games. Atlanta's going to play New Orleans very tough. They haven't been beat by New Orleans by more than 10 points in a number of games. These two teams know one another, and Atlanta's offense is firing on all cylinders. Yeah, there could be a lot of points, but I look for Atlanta to keep it within that 13, 14 points. Yeah, what do you make of the total, yep. Cam, in the game? What do you, what do you, what do you like, Cam? You like the dog in this I like, game? I like the side. I'm with you guys, and, uh, you know, I wish I had a contrarian opinion because we're all on the same. I think it's inflated points. Every time Atlanta and the Saints get together, Marenzi, what happens? Real tight game. Even when the Saints, you know, I know they're firing on all cylinders right now, but divisional game, history, these guys know each other. Atlanta, can be, they can beat these guys. They beat them the before. They're always with hanging around within three or four points. This is an inflated number due to what the Saints have done to the Bengals, what they did to the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. They murdered everybody. They, don't, they put their foot on the gas. 
It's a big number. Give me the Falcons. I like both dogs. Washington, Atlanta, and a slight lean to the Bears is the only favorite for the Thanksgiving card, Marenzi. But I'm with you and Lou. Let's make it a threesome. We're going with the Falcons. Ah, ah. Dirty bird, cover. The... Uh... The, uh, the Browns and the Bengals is an interesting game with the Bengals laying three. I actually like the over here. Um, you know, yep. You'd be surprised. Both these teams put up a lot more points than you would expect. I think the number's a little low at 47.5. Jaguars are laying three at the Bills, and it appears as if though Josh Allen is going to be starting for the Bills. But if it's Josh Allen, I don't know, should the number really be three? I know they're both three and seven football teams. Patriots were laying nine and a half to the Jets. I see it's nine uh, right now. Um, I don't see how the Jets hang with these guys. What's your take, guys, on some of these football games? And if not these games, Lou, which NFL games are you looking at this week? Uh, I have no clue, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Uh, I do think Jacksonville lost their Super Bowl last week, and I think they're a wounded animal going up into the weather, into the climate, to a place uh, and to a team that has a tough-minded coach I respect, and I don't believe they've quit, even though they've shown themselves to be inept. If, if they have any, if they have hope, it's with their young rookie quarterback coming back. It, it could unify the, uh, the locker room a little. Shady McCoy can still run. There's a disproportionate amount of uh, public action on Jacksonville. And quite honestly, Buffalo uh, in, and I wish there was weather. There's no real weather in the NFL this weekend. Uh, I don't plan on playing this game, but if I did, it would be when it gets to three and a half, and it would be the home team Buffalo. That's no, true. There, uh, is last a, one, there is a weather effect. Yeah, you're right still, not yet. And then the last one you asked, uh, what, was the third, uh, what was the third game that you had mentioned there? That uh, Oh, Patriots-Jets. Patriots are now laying nine. And the Patriots... Yeah, I, uh, you know, the Jets seem in total disarray. Uh, I don't know why I want to like the Jets, uh, but I do. <laughs> uh, the the, the look-ahead line uh, in this game was eight. It's now nine, nine and a half. There's a little value at the Jets, but you just – I happen to be a big Bulls fan, but uh, I'm not sure. I, I think we are going to get Darnold back, so I think that's a positive for the Jets. I think that, I don't know. I is Darnold going to be back this week? I don't think so. I think so. he is. I don't I, think he's going to be. I think it's McCown. So again. that, so it's McCown again. Okay. So either way, uh, either way, I'm willing to step in front of New England with the Jets. I, I'll, I'll lean Jets definitely. Wow, Lou's Lou's going Jets. Lou. Oh, he's going dog hunting, Marenzi. He's a he's a dog catcher. Like he's just going around, just catching them all in the neighborhood there. He lo- he loves his pooches. I'm with them on Buffalo, though. I don't believe in Jacksonville. I think uh, the way they lost that game to Pittsburgh was demoralizing. If Allen starts, I'll take the Bills. I'd like to, to, to lose point three and a half, four would be good, but I'll still take them at three. I think they can win that game, Gabe. I disagree with them uh, on the Patriots game. I, I want to take the Jets, too. I'd love to take points, but I just don't believe in the Jets at home. New England coming off a bye with Belichick. He knows what to do in this situation with the game. I think they probably win by, like, 16 points. Me, too. I hate to lay nine. But it's not the same teaser. Jet Pat It's a good anymore. teaser. It's a good, yeah, it's a good teaser if you knock it down to two, if you want to pay the juice in a seven-pointer, because I think uh, definitely uh, New England wins the game there. And uh, that's, that's basically about it. There's some really, really ugly games on that card. Uh, probably I'll take the Vikings against Green Bay as well. I'm leaving yeah, Green Bay yeah. there. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I really, at this point... 
Darren Rodgers. I didn't trust him before. I'm going back to him, though. You know, the Giants <laughs> were intriguing at six. That's down to five and a half. Any of these other games intriguing? It's a tough board this week. A lot of, you know, the good teams are on a bye week this week. you got three games tomorrow. Yeah. So the Sunday uh, card's kind of bare. Yeah, I think it's bare in the early, I, except for Seattle-Carolina, which I like Carolina in that game. There's a favorite for you. Except for Seattle-Carolina, those early games, you can throw those in the trash. I will say this. Uh, tease Indiana down, okay? That's not a lean. That's dead-ass, cold, monkey wrench advice. Run, don't walk, and get Indiana, uh, get Indianapolis, and tease them down. There's all kinds of other sides you could tease them with, but, but that's the best advice I got for you early. But when you get late, uh, you get some good games, Pittsburgh and Denver. I'm not believing that Denver's all that, and I think Pittsburgh found something, a little mojo last week, and yeah. they're built for they're built for cold and altitude, yep. even though they traditionally have not done well in Denver. And I agree with Cam on Minnesota. Minnesota look ahead line was four. It's now three and a half, going to be three. I think Minnesota's a different team at home. I know Zim is going to be completely beside himself that they didn't run the ball last week against Chicago, and they're going to run Davin Cook down Green Bay's throat. I, I like Minnesota. Uh, you know, to blow the doors off a Green Bay team, that's a one-man show. Lou, Gamblu.com. Like Lou's style. And this Texans uh, gave this uh, Titans-Texas game like off the, the board. I found, I found a couple lines. I love the Titans, too. If you give me six, six and a half with the Titans, I think it's a great spot for them. We saw the Houston game, Gabe, with that crazy field goal when you were in the studio screaming at the TV that they almost hit that and ruined that money line parlay. The Houston Texans, they've beaten some light, lightweights, and they, could, they, couldn't, they should have almost lost that game against Washington. I like to take a team off the blowout. Give me the points with the Titans. I think uh, Mariota and the Titans fight back after an embarrassing performance against the Colts. I'll take the points. Yeah, I may respectfully disagree there, guys. And, and because I don't like to take favorites, this is a tease-down position for Houston, in my opinion. I'm not sold on Gabbert. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Mariota is not going to play. Tennessee's only hope is to keep it tight, and Houston's got some mojo going. Uh, I, I think that's another favorite I'd be willing to look at, but I sure feel better taking that six-and-a-half. I'm seeing six-and-a-half. If uh, if uh, Gabbard goes six and a half or seven, so I would re- you know I would recommend you tease that down to one and just get Houston to win on their home turf, and I think they will. Lou Gamblu dot com. Uh, Lou, it's always a pleasure, my man. Like I said, it's kind of a it's a bare board uh, this week. Uh, we're throwing it down on the East Coast, uh, Lou, but we we're thank uh, we're thankful on Thanksgiving that you join us on a weekly basis. Yep. It's great stuff and. We had a great time uh, partying with you and uh, hanging out in Las Vegas last time. Hopefully we can do it again in the uh, not-too-distant future. Sooner than later, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, and I'm thankful that you guys uh, let me uh, pontificate over fights and football with you every week. Thanks so much. Hey, no problem, Lou. Lou. It's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for the time, Lou. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you guys. Take care. Good luck, everyone. There's Lou, uh, gamblu.com. you, you know what, Marenzi? It's one of these things that you look at the board this week, and you can make a case for a lot of teasers. And you don't hear Lou throwing out teasers, but even in a couple games he did, like, hey, take the Colts down or knock this team down. Like, yeah, but there's always that teaser even, buster. I know. I know there is a teaser buster. I'm just saying, like, 
I don't feel as comfortable laying the nine with New England, but I I like it at two with something else. I think this might be a week to I agree with look that. at some teasers on Sunday. I'm just saying it's just one of those things. I know we try to take the game straight up. Teasers keep the lights on in Vegas and now in New Jersey as we talk about. But I'm telling you, there are weird numbers on these key numbers. So I think a teaser, uh, we'll be dipping into some teasers this week. Very tough games. You know what's annoying, actually, at the, at the sports book at the Meadowlands? You can play teasers. You can play a two-team seven-point teaser. But it can't be the same game. Yeah, so you have to go to another game. You can't do a game in a total. You yeah. got to go off the board to another game. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Some books do that. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do it. You could do the same game online, but you've got to do two separate games um, if you, if you go to the book, which is kind of strange. Yet I don't really mind that so much. So looking at tomorrow, aren't and I agree with you. And you know, I used to be I used to be Tommy Teaser man, and I was on a Teaser so much. I've sort of backed off are, them. They're yeah. dangerous. They're I dangerous. picked my spots because now the lines are pretty sharp at this time of the year. It's a lot they of rivalry are. games where you just sort of know it's going to be close, especially that the TV games are closer than, than the average Sunday games. They sort of rein them in and keep them close with the officiating. I don't know, man. Look at the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I liked it better when we were plus 10, but I like the Lions on a teaser up to plus, uh, plus nine and a half, Cam. Seven-point teaser right there. Now the question is, do I take the Redskins plus 14 or the Cowboys to a pick them? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Redskins. I can already tell you from the card, if nothing changes, uh, I got Atlanta in uh, when it was like 13. So I'm, I'm on the Falcons. I have a lean to the Redskins at plus seven. You're right, though, Gabe. I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas won that game by a field goal. But I think Colt McCoy, a Texan playing, you know, for the Texas Longhorns in Dallas, he'll be motivated. He's a veteran. I don't think he's afraid of the big stage, too. I worry about that offensive line. You brought up a good point. The Redskins got a patchwork line, and Dallas's front four is getting better all the time. A little bit worried there. But I think it's excessive points in a divisional game. I like to take the Cowboys as a dog, not a favorite. And I hope exactly. that Bears line goes down. I hope that Bears line goes down because that's the only favorite I'm going to take on the day. I believe in Chase Daniel and these guys could get it done. The money line's only a buck 40, 45 right now. If it goes down, I just might pull the trigger there. Two dogs and a small favorite, uh, I think, is going to be on the card right now as we speak. I get it down to two and a half. I mean, all, all, all it means is the Detroit Lions have to win the game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the the, yeah, the, like the I, Bears have to the, win the, the game. Bears, excuse, the Bears, yeah. yeah, the Bears, yeah. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a short price too, and I think with Chase Daniel, the line will be one and a half or two by game time. So that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. So I'm gonna wait on that one, get a get a low money line, and then take take my chances with the two dogs at night. I really think that's an inflated line. I know the Saints are dangerous, buddy, but come on, man. The Falcons can play with them. They've done it before. They've had classic games against these guys and. The Atlanta offense can play well. They just didn't capitalize against uh, Dallas in that game, and I think it's inflated points. The Saints are dangerous, but I'm not lay, I am not wouldn't lay 13. Uh, if you want some real numbers uh, here, uh, the New Orleans Saints are 3-16 and 16 against the spread as a favorite of six or more points against the Atlanta Falcons. 3-16, and 16, a favorite by more than six. Yep. Including 1-10 against the spread if the Falcons are coming off of a loss. Like you Which said, I've been betting on football a long time, and so have you, and I remember it's just for years. I don't even need a database, or I don't need to look at anything. The nope. the visiting team's always done well in this series. They just have. Correct. The worst team. It's kind of weird. Whoever the worst team is, they'll hang around in this series. And like you said, it's usually close. And I'll tell you what, too. I will look at some of the final scores, but I, I do like the over here. But I remember there's been a few times where I bet the over in this rivalry between these two teams' division rivals, and I've fallen short. And it's yeah. gone. And it's so, gone. Under. Yeah, there've been. 
you said it, like it should go over 59 and a half, but I remember those games, 27-20, you're like, they scored. Touchdown, 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 and then at the end, they settled there was for like field a lull. Goals a lot. Yes, yes, there was a lull at the time, and all they did was kick field goals, and you're looking at the clock going, man, I'm in big trouble, because this is a, a big 12 over under here at 59 and a half. I'm, I'm not going to dick around with totals. I, you know what you got to do, Gabe? Do what works for you, right? Whatever you feel comfortable with, and instead of just betting the total in the game, I would. I feel more confident taking Atlanta. Well, look at this. Twelve and a half or thirteen. Last time they played, last time they played, it was uh, forty-three thirty-seven. So they yeah, played huge. earlier this year, right? It was forty-three uh, thirty-seven. The time before that, they played twenty-three thirteen. Total was fifty-two. Yep. Time before that, it was twenty seventeen. Total was fifty-one and a half. Um, so they played another time uh, back in seventeen. It was thirty-eight thirty-two, forty-five thirty-two. So it can be high scoring. But it can also not be. And I'm looking at the totals that they've had. This is the highest total they've ever had between these two teams. 54, 52, 51 and a half, 58 and a half, 54, 53 and a half, 52, 56, yep. 51, 52 and a half. It's the highest total that we've had between these two teams. I do like the over, but it's tricky. You know, I think a teaser, a nice teaser is a player, Kemp. How does this sound? Falcons plus 14. Or, um, excuse me, Falcons. Uh, 19. Plus, uh, 19 no, and they're half. 13. Yeah, so they're, yeah, I'm confused here. They're plus 13, so we get them up to plus 20. Falcons yep. plus 20 over, over 51 52. and a half. Sold. Yep, I'm with that. Don't want to fall short on the teaser, teaser, but I think, yeah, I think the Saints win this game by, like, uh, you know, a touchdown tops. I like the extra points, buddy. It's distracting here. Like, there's no, there's not, like, one person in the pit here in this room that hasn't lost something or is walking around looking stressed. <laughs> Got people like digging in the couches while I sit here. Yeah. yeah. They lost money? Change?